Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and in today's show, it is part five of a six-episode series on rebooting your mindset. And if you're just jumping in and have missed the previous four episodes, I would encourage you to go back and take a listen, as they are all truly foundational in nature. And each teaching builds up and onto the next one. So today, I would like to talk about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues and how it is an essential tool for coming into spiritual alignment with God through the Holy Spirit. For as long as I've been a Christian, there's been so much controversy over the doctrine and biblical teachings around speaking in tongues. Several years ago, after experiencing the healing power of this gift, I decided to dig deep into scripture and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to me God's truth about speaking in tongues. And it is the fruit of those efforts, my desire to understand the healing and life-changing power released through this gift that I would like to share with you today. As a professional counselor who was already seeking God's ways in helping my clients heal, especially in their minds, I eventually came to the topic of speaking in tongues because I was studying scripture for the ways that the Holy Spirit is meant to be our helper. In John 14, 26, Jesus says the helper the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And in previous chapters, in John chapter 14, Jesus is explaining that when he leaves, that the Father will send the Holy Spirit who will dwell on the inside of us, and we will go on to do even greater works as a result of his presence. And so this led me to study the ways of the Holy Spirit. How are we to practically and tangibly engage and partner with the Spirit of God within us? And as I have learned from some really incredible mentors in my life, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to the believers so that we might be the full representation of Jesus here on the earth. That we were not meant to strive in our flesh to be like Christ rather to be transformed into his likeness by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit. The responsibility we have as believers is to earnestly seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to set our minds on spiritual truth that can only be taught by the Spirit of God, as it states in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 through 13, a piece of scripture that I taught when I spoke about taking your thoughts captive, and to Exercise a, a willingness to be taught by humbling yourself, admitting you do not know what you need to do or how to heal. This posture of humility is to be the signature, the calling card of every believer, just as Jesus our Savior modeled for us during his time on the earth. Paul begins 1 Corinthians chapter 12 with this. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. I think if Paul were alive today and knew how little the modern church was participating in the spiritual gifts, he would repeat and emphasize this statement. 
I think people do not seek or receive the spiritual gifts for the same reason as the people in biblical times. They are just uninformed, or perhaps even more often, misinformed. In the area of speaking in tongues, I think there are many different assumptions people can make, either based on something that they've been taught, how they themselves are interpreting the scripture, or even their own lack of evidence or participation in the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues. So that is where I would like to start today, because in my personal experience and in that which I have witnessed both in the church and in my counseling practice, speaking in tongues is a precious and significant spiritual gift that is meant for all believers. Let's begin with 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4-11. through 11. Paul is describing the different gifts given to believers by the Holy Spirit for the benefit of the church. In the verses that follow, Paul explains how each believer is given different gifts because we are to operate as one body. So no one person would have all the gifts, rather that we would come together and be unified and serve one another with our unique talents and God-given assignments. So the gift of speaking in various tongues in verse 10 is in regards to someone who would share this gift with the church in public and that they would only do this to build up and encourage the other believers and that there would be another person working in tandem with them who would have the gift of interpretation of tongues so that the words spoken would also have meaning to those who would hear them. This is not the gift that I will be teaching about today. But it is important to clarify the difference, as this confusion over the interpretation of the scripture is often what leads people to believe speaking in tongues is only for a certain few. And when it is the gift mentioned here in 1 Corinthians 12, that is true. Paul closes chapter 12 by basically warning Christians not to covet one another's giftings, and that he was going to show them a more excellent way to think about the gifts so that their hearts, the greatest priority to God, would stay in the right posture. He then continues his teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 by referring to the gift of tongues and then prophecy, knowledge, and faith, and says, if a believer exercises these gifts with great effort, but does not do so with love, they are worthless. Most people are familiar with the verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 because of their appearance in almost every wedding ceremony we attend. But in proper context, Paul is still teaching about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how important it is to always operate in love and that this is the only way to keep in deep connection to the Holy Spirit. As I've discussed in previous episodes, the Holy Spirit is, well, holy and he is very sensitive to our harsh and at times ungodly human thoughts desires and actions and in those times he is grieved and we are not walking in spiritual alignment with him i believe this kind of teaching about god's spirit is not taught as frequently as it should be is the father full of grace and mercy yes but he is also holy, in ways we do not take the time of day to contemplate or acknowledge. It is only through a desire to seek 
a deeper revelation of who he is through the Holy Spirit, that we are humbled to a state of awe, reverence, and wonder for the purity, the holiness, and the majesty of who our Almighty God really is. When scripture says we are to pray in the spirit at all times, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, it's defined as by means of the Holy Spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit, and in connection to the Holy Spirit. Making prayers and supplications with our own human mind and soul are often filled with desires that are not going to be in alignment with God's heart. And then people become frustrated that God is not answering their prayers. And it is because they are not praying in the Spirit. Again, only the Spirit of God within us knows the thoughts of God. So it would be in our best interest to learn how to pray, how to align our souls with the Holy Spirit, and the spiritual tool by which to quickly and effortly do this by speaking in our own God-given spiritual language through the Holy Spirit. In Paul's ongoing expression of how love the godly love that is defined in verses four through seven is that love is most important above all else as it is the only thing that will endure. In verse eight, he states that all things will pass away, such as speaking in tongues, prophecy, and even knowledge when the perfect, that's Jesus, returns. Then we will no longer need these gifts because we will be one with our bridegroom. So now let's move on to 1 Corinthians 14 and dig into what Paul says next. He says, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. In verse two, he says, for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. So as Paul switches gears and begins to talk about how speaking in tongues is for the individual, that he who speaks in tongues is not speaking to man, but to God. Because remember, in 1 Corinthians 12, if you are speaking in tongues for the benefit of the church, it would need to be interpreted so that all could understand. That was for the benefit of man. But here Paul explains that when you speak in tongues because of praying in the Spirit, that you are uttering mysteries. Those are things unknown by human reasoning through the Holy Spirit, that even you yourself will not understand what you are saying, but trusting the Spirit of God knows and that you can put your trust in him. Then in verse four, Paul explains that when you speak in tongues, it is actually meant to build yourself up. Just as prophesying is meant to build up others, Speaking in tongues is a way to edify and encourage yourself, that the Holy Spirit is doing so on your behalf without your rational mind having to even think about it. If you have ever experienced someone prophesying over you, then you understand just how encouraging that can be. Now imagine that you have that ability through the gift of the Holy Spirit to encourage yourself, your soul, anytime you want. This should be motivation enough to pursue speaking in tongues. And I can testify that that is true. Sometimes on my worst day, when I am in a funk that seems impossible to come out of, a few minutes of speaking in tongues realigns my soul to once again be filled with hope and faith. 
Paul says in verse 5 that he wants everyone to speak in tongues. So that kind of destroys the theory that speaking in tongues is just for a certain few. And later in verse 18, Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. <laughs> you got to love his candidness. And in verse 39, Paul expresses the overall need for this gift by warning the church to not forbid the speaking in tongues. And in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, Jesus himself says that these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak in new tongues. Paul uses the rest of chapter 14 to reemphasize how speaking in tongues is either for the individual between him and God, or it is meant to be used for building up the church. And in those times, it needs to be interpreted so that it does not turn away unbelievers who would think we are simply out of our minds. Just like in Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit first descended on those in the upper room on Pentecost, and they all broke out into tongues. In verse 4, it says, As the Spirit gave them utterance, and those who were not believers said, Well, they must all be drunk. And notice here it says, All, meaning everyone who was touched by the Holy Spirit was speaking in tongues. And not all the same tongue either. Many different languages, so that the many different people there, some from far off lands, could understand them in their native language. Holy Spirit is just kind of fancy like that. Some theologians suggest that this was God's way of redeeming what happened in Babylon, when God confused the people of that time who were worshiping idols and rejecting him as their one and only God. And so he caused them to be confused and to speak in many different languages and spread them out into foreign lands. As a church, God sent Jesus to unite us, all under one blood, one identity, Jew and Gentile, man and woman, slave and master, now all reconciled to God and equal, called to live in one accord, meaning with one mindset, the mind of Christ. And then through the Holy Spirit, that we would be united through different gifts and through a spiritual language, working and praying together as one, through the conduit of the Holy Spirit within us and onto the one and only Messiah, so that we might not be led astray by our own untrustworthy souls. But that takes an act of our will to choose to connect to, abide in, and be led by the Spirit of God. It does not happen automatically. And it is not just a one-and-done surrender. Rather, it is a lifelong journey and your heart's posture to be wholly and completely submitted to God so that we are open and humble enough to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. One of the major benefits of learning to speak in tongues is to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you, to intercede on your behalf which is why God gave us his spirit in the first place, that we would be able to receive divine revelation, to be able to communicate with him directly, to hear his voice and align our soul with his heart in ways our human flesh never could alone. As I'm sure we have all experienced, sometimes when you pray, you do not know what to say. Or you might pray for two minutes and think, what do people pray about for hours? How should I be praying for others like we are called to do? 
Throughout the New Testament, especially in the epistles, as believers, we are called to pray at all times, pray without ceasing, and that whenever we depart from the Holy Spirit, we are sure to fall into sin and be open to Satan's evil influences. When you speak in tongues, you are connecting to the Holy Spirit in a very significant way. You are speaking aloud and into the atmosphere around you, the spiritual language God gave you. And you can pray in ways your rational mind cannot comprehend. There have been times when I have felt so weary or felt chaotic in my thinking, even anxious or fearful. And as soon as I begin to pray in tongues, peace comes. And I can feel the Holy Spirit building me up, interceding for me. And I no longer need to labor in my mind to form the right prayers. I can trust the Holy Spirit is praying the perfect will of God, which is something we cannot always trust our human souls to do. As it states in Romans 8:27, And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And as I have taught through these episodes, we all know the power of our words. How much more powerful are they when they are the very utterances of the Holy Spirit? Praying in tongues has become a part of my daily encounters with God. It is how I start my time of prayer. It establishes and leads me into a deeper connection with the Holy Spirit. It builds me up if I'm struggling mentally or emotionally. It protects me spiritually, as Scripture states in Ephesians 6. And I can be confident that I am praying in alignment with the heart of God praying for myself and others in ways that are a mystery to my reasoning, unfruitful, distracted human mind. So, if you do speak in tongues, I encourage you to do it more often. It can be a forgotten gift, often only used in times of trouble, or when you're in an atmosphere where other people are speaking in tongues, or when it was a specifically assigned time to do so while in group prayer. Sometimes I'll pray in tongues quietly under my breath while I'm in line at the grocery store, praying strategically and effectively for the people around me, knowing I am releasing God's presence into that atmosphere by doing so. And other times it will be during moments of crisis, when again, my mind cannot begin to know the proper thing to pray, when I lack the wherewithal to begin with thanksgiving or to pray for spiritual protection. But the Spirit of God knows And so I concede to his leadership through my spiritual language of tongues. With confidence, after more than 20 years in the mental health field, I would attest to the healing effects that speaking in tongues has had for people who suffer from anxiety, panic, fear, obsessive thinking, hyperactivity, and all kinds of issues of the soul. The Holy Spirit operates above our inner workings. Do you not know that once you are born again, you are born of the Spirit? And you are no longer meant to operate simply out of your flesh? Learning to and then utilizing the gift of speaking in tongues can heal a multitude of issues without requiring a single ounce of your rational thinking. Doesn't that sound wonderful? It is true. I have seen many people healed of their mental and emotional issues and have heard testimonies of spiritual deliverances that were complete miracles. All that happened while the person was speaking in tongues. I cannot think of a single therapeutic intervention as effective for those who are struggling in their mind than to allow the Holy Spirit to heal you, to intercede for you, 
and for you to abandon your efforts to pray for healing from the broken places of your human mind, will, and emotions. So, what are you to do if you do not speak in tongues? The first step is that you must have faith it is for you, a gift for all believers that is simply a fruit of having the Holy Spirit live on the inside of you. A spirit of unbelief, fear, or doubt will keep you from operating in this gift. Next is to ask to receive it with an open mind and a trusting heart. Some might have warned you that this gift is not natural and perhaps it is not from God. But if you ask for it in Jesus' name, does he not give gifts that are only good and perfect? As well as the many scriptures I have given you here today as evidence that this is a sign of the Holy Spirit working in and through you. Next is to begin to babble, to start using this language like you would if you were to learn any other new language. A few basic sounds and utterances to start with. This is the part that can trip people up. Although there are instances where people begin speaking in a very full spiritual language, that is usually not the case. Often the first sounds of ba 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 or da 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 are just like a baby. It is said that these are the first sounds that a child makes because they are the root sounds to the word Abba, as we are all naturally wired to cry out to our Father in heaven. And just like learning a new language, you might question yourself if you're actually doing it right. Practicing aloud might make you feel foolish, but that is why receiving this gift requires you to be humble and to submit to the Holy Spirit. Do not try to limit yourself with your human reasoning. Sometimes it might not even sound like a word. It might be similar to a whooshing sound, a whistle, an animal sound, or simply a groan. Romans 8.26 says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. I would encourage you, continue to pray for the Holy Spirit to release your unique spiritual language, and then practice. The more you practice, the more mature in your language you will become. Again, just like any other new language you might learn. Over time, you will notice how the Holy Spirit might add a new sound or a word here or there, depending on the situation. Sometimes you will want to speak quietly, and other times your voice might unexpectedly become quite loud or sound very assertive. You might begin to cry without even knowing why, and other times you might find yourself singing in your spiritual language. As I mentioned, speaking in tongues can be what you do when you don't know what else to do. And sometimes you will be very intentional when speaking in tongues, in what you want to pray for, or how you are in need of intercession in that moment. And the Holy Spirit will give you confirmation of what is being said. Usually in general terms, like he might confirm that you are indeed praying for yourself, or you're interceding for your children or that you are battling unsuspected warfare. In other times, you will find your mind wandering in complete confidence that your spiritual words are supernaturally aligning your soul with the will of God, that the Holy Spirit is praying on your behalf. So, like many other facets of our faith, speaking in tongues is not something that you should be legalistic or ritual about. And yet, set your mind and your will to receive the promptings of the Holy Spirit 
that he would lead you into these important times of prayer and intercession that will accomplish so much in the spiritual realm, releasing healing and breakthrough in ways nothing else can. Perhaps you can begin to see why so many believers never learn to speak in tongues, and it's due to the neglect of the church teaching about it, or perhaps by experiencing the gift in a spiritually abusive way, or by feeling excluded by people who would accuse you of not being filled with the Holy Spirit if you didn't spontaneously speak in tongues. Or maybe those who were simply misinformed about how to operate in this crucial and readily available gift from the Holy Spirit. There are so many wonderful mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual benefits to speaking in tongues that the enemy has worked hard to ensure the majority of the modern church does not engage in this gift from the Holy Spirit. So again, if you have never spoken in tongues, or you rarely use this gift because you do not understand the valuable power that praying in tongues accomplishes, I encourage you to start today. Ask the Holy Spirit to release your spiritual language, and then practice, practice, practice. I speak in tongues every day, and to join in the fellowship with Paul, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you, for it blesses me, it builds me up, and I have an unshakable trust that the Holy Spirit intercedes for me directly to the heart of God in ways the words from my rational mind never could. In fact, let me pray for you now. Open your hands in front of you in a posture to receive. Heavenly Father, I pray for the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of each born-again believer that is listening right now. Would you awaken and release their unique spiritual language in Jesus' name? I pray each person is open, trusting, and will humble themselves before you, Lord God, and submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I ask you, Christ Jesus, to anoint their tongues right now with a spiritual language that would be used to build them up, to heal them, to connect with you more directly, and to pray in direct alignment with the heart of the Father. Now, allow words and sounds to naturally flow from your mouth, even if it seems silly, foreign, or like nonsense. Just begin to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and trust your spiritual language will develop over time. Join me next week as I wrap up this series with learning the life-changing practice of waiting upon the Lord and spending time in the secret place with Him. Until then, be blessed in your mind, and in your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.